You ready to beat your bookmaker? Well, then it's time to follow the model. Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho. A Christmas week edition of the Follow the Model podcast. I'm your host, Colin Thaw, the founder of Thawball. As always, we got the architect of the model, Gates, on the line. Architect is in the building. We're ready to build off of last week. Had a decent week, almost had a phenomenal one, but we're going to have to save that phenomenal one to this week, and we're ready to dive into the plays. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, so let's review last week real quick. You know, you started off super hot as the NFL is now taking over the entire weekend. We got games on Saturday and Sunday. This week, we got a big slate on Monday, too, for Christmas. But back to last week on Saturday, 2-0, two great wins. Went to Sunday. It all kind of went up in the air. Salvaged it with a nice win Sunday night with the Ravens. And overall, last week, you were plus two units. Three, four, and one record on the season, plus five units, 40 and 38. Anything you want to say about last week? Sure. So, like you said, Saturday, phenomenal start. Two of our biggest plays we hit on Saturday. Uh, to talk about Sunday for a bit, the Giants and Jets let us down. Big surprise. They've been letting us down all season. We can't, anytime we're on them, we're off them. We're always wrong on those two teams. So, go figure. Uh, the Bears, the Bears one was tough. That's a tough push for us to get. I mean, they had that, they were dominating the whole game, had it locked down the fourth quarter until they just started playing prevent defense on elite Joe Flacco, who made the, the storm and comeback to, to get the win by three against the, the devastating push. And then another really tough loss on Monday night where the Eagles were in control. They need to get one more first down to get the win. It is my guy, Drew Locke, but he goes down 92 yards in the rain, throws just, just a couple of dimes in the rain in the biggest clutch moments. Great story, great win for them, but really, really tough for the model. I mean, if just those two games alone, we're talking about a big unit week. So, you know, we still got a couple of units, but but frustrating. Felt like we left a lot out there, but let's go. We're, we're on to week 16. Yeah, I hear you. Lock, locked it up for the Seahawks. That ball to JSN was pretty sweet. Very entertaining from a football fan standpoint. I'm sure less so from the model backer standpoint, but that's all right. The model is still doing what it needs to do this late in the season. You know, it's staying ahead of the curve and it's prepping for that hot stretch. All it takes is two to three really phenomenal weeks and all of a sudden we're right back in that 60 63 percent range which is killing vegas you know so that's where we want to be and it just takes a couple good weeks and we're going to start it in week 16 and what do you have in week 16 how about them cowboys they got demolished last week after they were the talk of the nfl two weeks ago beating the eagles then they get destroyed dax mvp case goes up in flames but you and the model are not overreacting, and you like them this week, getting one and a half, going to Miami to take on the Dolphins. You know there's no inherent bias here because if there's one team we hate taking, it's the Dallas Cowgirls. It's it's a team that we just I just despise. But value is value, and you got to take it where you can find it. Now, again, th this spot, and there's another play that will come up, it, it does worry me. I, I hate taking a team on their second road game in a row. That's that's always a spot I really don't like. Last week, obviously, they had to go up to Buffalo. Now they go down to Miami, back-to-back -back weeks. So I, 
I definitely don't like that, but here's what we got going for us. The Dolphins are decimated. They, they're they're injured. I mean, we, we had them at the very top of the model for a few weeks there, but the injuries are now too much. They're way too much, and, and I'll, I'll cover them briefly. So out for the season, one of their best defenders, D.N. Jalen Phillips. Out for the season, maybe the best center in football, Connor Williams, out for the year. Uh, they're one of their good linebackers, Jerome Baker's on IR. And then, you know, on the offensive line, their other two best offensive linemen are, have been questionable, Teron Armstead and Robert Hunt. And then on the defense, both of their safeties, Javon Hollins and Deshaun Elliott missed last week. Their other corners, Xavier Howard. So as you can tell, there's just a laundry list of guys that, that are injured here. So Tyreek Hill, I didn't even mention Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill who missed last week. I think he'll be back. But, I mean, just you just hear that list, and it's it's kind of insane. So. Dallas is is still really healthy. They've been healthy all season. It's one of the biggest things they have going for them. And I think they're going to get back to their brand of football if they have the the really the competitive edge here in terms of injury in terms of health, right? And and this time of year, that becomes usually the most important thing is who can survive. It's it's who can survive, who can be the healthiest. And right now, Dallas is just in a much much better position than Miami on that front. We're going to see if we can get this to maybe two and a half, three. We'll see how all those injuries shake out in the Dolphins front. But yeah, we're seeing a ton of value here on the Cowboys. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even realize the Dolphins were as decimated as you just laid out. And yeah, like you said, this late in the season, that's how the NFL game is played. It's a shame too, because some of those in-season hard knocks clips have been coming out. Mike McDaniels is really just such a G as a head coach. I mean, so likable, but you know, that's not the model doesn't take that into consideration, right? Likeability factor. We're just going with the hard, cold numbers, and they like the cowgirls. So that's that game. We go on where Santa's wrapping some presents under your tree, and so is the model giving you a little bit of something in your stocking. Monday night, late night, we got the Ravens plus five and a half traveling to San Francisco to take on the Niners who have just been beating all comers of late. Yeah, and this is that other spot I told you about. Another one where it's back-to-back -back road games makes me very, very nervous. Absolutely. But again, we're seeing a ton of value, and it's too much value right now. So some injury concerns for the Niners that we're going to be watching, right? They had a bunch of guys that, that were out on the defensive line, Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, really two of the best and two of the best in the league, and then one of their linebackers So and, and an offensive lineman. So definitely some injuries there to watch. Let's see how that shakes out. Maybe if a couple of them come back, this line might get all the way to six or higher. I also think everyone's in love with the Niners right now, so I'm fine at five, five and a half waiting to see if this can get to six. I'd say let's wait it out, right? On the Ravens front, they, uh, they're, they're relatively healthy. They, they did have Marcus Williams, their safety, get banged up. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, their, their left tackle, also got a concussion, so we'll, we'll monitor those, but not overly concerned. The, the Ravens, this is a game about respect, and the Ravens have talked about it all week. They're saying, I can't believe we're underdogs, let alone you know a two- or three-point underdog. They're five-and-a-half right now. It's, it's a big underdog. They're feeling completely disrespected. And you got to love betting on a team that's that's saying that, that has the nobody believes in this card. As we know, the Giants used to their success back in the 2007, 2011 years, right? It's, it's the best motivation you can have in sports is nobody believes in us. The Ravens have that completely going into this week, which I absolutely love. And they know they're getting down to it. If they win this game, they got a great, great shot of locking up the one seed. And we know how important that is now, you know, in the new playoff format where only one team gets a bye. So 
you know, at the very least, I, I think they got to keep this close. I, I really do. So we've been riding the Ravens all season. We're not bailing on them now getting this many points. Yeah, and like you said, that is crucial for Baltimore to get that one seed. And yeah, like how can the number one seed in the AFC, who's just been dominating everyone, be able to play the nobody believes in us card, right? That's very rare to see a team yeah. that has all their weapons, that has everything going for them, and they're still able to play that card. And you know, I mean, this is this is something where this is the measuring stick right now in the NFL, right? Everyone's gushing over the Niners. They're everyone's favorite team. Brock Purdy, the, the great story. McCaffrey, the maybe the MVP now taking it from his own teammate. So, yeah, I, I love that play from the Ravens standpoint. And Lamar, like two weeks ago, was getting all the love, right? And he's like, where did it all go? Now it's gone again. And that's life's fickle in the NFL. But And they, keep, and they keep winning. It's not like they've yeah. lost. They, they, yeah. You know? Exactly. It's crazy. But, you know, these talk shows need something to talk about, but not us. We stick to the numbers. We stick to the model. Well, We're sticking with the Ravens. Yeah, and they, they just don't win pretty, right? They win a lot uglier, and that's what it comes down to. The, the 49ers are a lot more flashy, and, and I think that's that's pretty much what this is. And, and listen, I'm not saying the Niners aren't a better team, but are they five and a half, six points better? I don't think so. That is a good point, because on Fall Ball, I do have the Niners highlights usually a little higher in the episode than the Ravens yeah, highlights. So, for sure. So you, you do make a good point there. But yeah. – Either way, Matt Abuke, actually speaking of Thawball, I don't know if you saw, tied the NFL record most consecutive games with at least a half sack. He's yep. becoming a star on his own right on that Baltimore D-line, and we'll see that matchup because, uh, you know, Trent Williams and co. can hold their own as well on the other side. So a great game to close the week on Monday Amazing night. Game. Amazing game. But we have games all weekend this weekend. It's awesome time of year for NFL fans, and this one's on Saturday, and that's the Steelers plus two and a half division rivalry in Pittsburgh against the Bengals. We've been fading the Steelers to, to great success the last few weeks. They, uh, they're a team on offense that just has not found anything. I, I'm not a Mitch Trubisky guy, uh, and, and that's worked out well for us. Mason Rudolph's coming in here, which I think is going to help them. I really do. I mean, you can't be worse than the way that Mitch has been playing, right? So they come back to the friendly confines of Pittsburgh – we went against Jake Browning last week to success. We're going to go against him here again to success. The, the Bengals' defense really is, is just trash right now. They just lost one of their best defenders, DJ Reader. He's out for the season, the D-tackle. So him and Trey Hendrickson are the two best, but Reader's gone now. The secondary has already been, been brutal. If Pittsburgh can't muster any offense in this matchup, then it's never going to happen. And they're at home. They're getting a couple of points. We always find the Steelers in these like 17, 16 type of games. So I do like getting the two and a half here. And the, the defense is, is just way, way better than, than the Bengals. I do think this is, this is one of the weeks where Browning's going to be in some trouble. I know he had a nice comeback last week against the Vikings, but he was in a lot of trouble there for three quarters. He couldn't do anything. And now going to Pittsburgh, much better defense in, in that environment, I think he's going to be in a lot of trouble. So uh, we like getting the two and a half here. Uh, might even look at an underplay, but that's not a model wreck. That's just that's just my own thoughts. Gotcha. Yeah, and to br the Browning point, I think it gets lost in the shuffle because of the final score, the comeback win, the viral moment where he's saying, you should have never cut me. And, you know, that gets lost in the shuffle that he did really struggle for three quarters. They only had three points going into that fourth quarter before it was a really nice comeback to give him credit. Yeah. But let's not forget what happened for 75% of the game before that, right? And you're not forgetting that. So 
That's Pittsburgh, Mason, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer coming in and hopefully getting the Steelers the win or at least the cover. We go to your last play, fourth play of the week, and it's the magic man. Now you see me. Now you don't. Gardner Minshew and the Colts on the precipice in the playoff picture, and they're going against. They're traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, plus two and a half now. This line's been moving in the Colts' direction. And on the Falcons' side, they're making a QB change. Desmond Ritter kept getting rid of it. Red zone turnover after red zone turnover. It was a disaster. They just lost to Carolina. They're going back to Mr. Taylor Gang himself, Heineke. And you still like the Colts, though, and sticking with the Magic Man. Yeah, how, how do you not love the Magic Man and what the Colts have been doing? I mean, I, I get that their their defense isn't great by any means, and it's it definitely leaves a lot to be desired. But the offense is moving the ball up and down the fields. Now, there's there's obviously some question marks. Michael Pittman took that huge, huge hit. That's going to be a big one, right? We, if he's if he's he's their best playmaker, if he's out there, not out there, that's that's a huge concern. But they've been missing their right tackle, Braden Smith, the last couple of weeks, and there's a chance he comes back. So that's that'll be that'll do wonders to the offensive line for the Colts if, if he gets back in there. I mean, to the Fal for the Falcons, I I am more scared of Heineke than Desmond Ritter for sure. I, I wish going against them that Ritter was playing, but they have they have some injury concerns of their own. So they've been missing some guys. David David Onyemata, one of the best D tackles in the league,'s been out. Uh, they've had a couple guys on the offensive line as well, like Chris Lindstrom, one of the best offensive guards. So let's let's see where those injuries land. My my guess is that the injuries might be okay for the Falcons because this line's been trending in their direction. But but let's see. I mean, on its face, I think the Colts are like five and one since week nine. Like they've really been flying under the radar. I, I said it a few weeks ago. I think Shane Steichen's got to be up there for coach of the year. He maybe should win it. I mean, the whole year he's been winning with I love Gardner Minshew, but it's still a backup quarterback. And a defense that's really not getting it done. So, and also you see what the Eagles' offense has turned into since he's left, right? So, gotta love what Steichen's been doing. Really like the Colts. They, we've been backing them to great success. Besides that Bengals loss a couple of weeks ago, and, and let's see if they can do it again here. I, I, I love it. Getting a couple, of, you know, two and a half. They're, they're a better team than the Falcons right now. Love it. Whenever I can ride Gardner Minshew, I'm down to do it. That guy is fun to watch. So even with some backup receivers, you know, hopefully Josh Downs has, has had some flashes as a rookie. Uh, Alec Pierce maybe even steps up and hopefully they get, have enough weapons to get it done. Now we're moving to the others to watch section. Only one, but it's a Christmas game. Another on the slate, which looks to be a fun slate on that Monday. And it's the Chiefs. They're minus 10 at home against the Raiders. Yeah, I, this line was like, what, nine and a half a couple of we few weeks ago when they played and that game was in Vegas. So now the game's in Kansas City and it's like almost the same line. So, uh, you know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, right? I, I mean, again, the Chiefs are another team that hasn't been winning pretty. They had that ugly loss to the Packers. I get all of it, but I mean, the Chiefs at home, they I feel like they've been away for a little bit. And getting them back home to the friendly confines against the Raiders, Aiden Indocottle. I mean, if you're just going to tell me Patty Mahomes at home versus Aiden O'Connell, throw the rest out there, they got to win by 10. I mean, I'm, I'm liking my chances there, right? So the Chiefs are, they're, they're pretty healthy. They might even be getting back their tackle, who's, who's been out the last couple of games. That always helps. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's not a ton to watch here. Let's see if it, if it goes to nine and a half, we'll, we'll take it. That's, that's probably the biggest thing here. Uh, that's obviously a big number, but yeah, Patty at home, you know, we, we see them get the, Rasheed Rice, the way he's been playing. They just need a, they need Travis Kelsey to go back to being Travis Kelsey and this offense is going to start clicking again. Yeah. And I wonder how much 
if in anything, the Raiders are getting a little bit of credit for that demolition last week against the Chargers, yeah. but they shouldn't be, right? I mean, that, that Chargers team is an outright disaster, and no one should be getting any boost from blowing them out. So who knows if that's actually playing into this line, but if it is, it only lends credence to go with the Chiefs because, I mean, yeah, they won by a lot, but not, not impressed. Not impressed nah. beating, beating nah. Brandon Staley, who is now the ex-coach. Of the and Easton, Easton Stick and, and whoever else is out there. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So there we have it. Four games in the model, another to watch. But we have football all weekend long. It should be a fun week 16. Model's about to get hot. Anything else you want to say? Ravens and Cowboys are going to be the big ones. They're also going to be two of the best games. So you're welcome. You're going to have you're going to have some plays on those games, and always fun to have plays on those. And on Christmas, so it's it's going to be a really fun week. Let's just go back to our our top teams right now in the model as it stands. Numbers one and two: Baltimore and San Francisco. Not to anyone's big surprise, but that's the matchup we got right now. And based on health. Right. So maybe if a couple guys come back in San Francisco, that's even. But based on health, we have Baltimore as the number one team right now over San Francisco. So just just a little something to throw out there. You know, besides that, I'd say I've been looking at the odds for Super Bowl. If there's if you there's one long shot that I'd recommend, it's the it's the LA Rams. I think that they're at about uh I saw 90 to one or 80 to one, somewhere in that range to win the Super Bowl. I think it's worth a flyer. The model has them as the eighth best team right now. And the way when that offense gets clicking, they're pretty dangerous. And you know the NFC, besides really the t- the top uh, couple teams, I-, I feel like can a lot of these teams can be upset, and then the Rams can go on a run. So just something to throw out there. You know, I, I see some value on on that long shot play. I love it. A nice little stocking stuffer for all the model followers and model backers. And yeah, there we have it for week 16. Gather around the fire with the family around Christmas time and let's win some bets. Let's get hot. Let's follow the model. And this is the Follow the Model podcast and we're signing off.